Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. The How to Trade It podcast is all about making our listeners successful at trading. When you listen to real people sharing their stories of how they overcame their own trading failures, it connects you to a level of enlightenment that you can't get from education alone. These stories contain wisdom and actionable tips that will make you a better trader. Listen to each episode and become the successful trader that you want to be on the How to Trade It podcast. Hello, traders. This is Casey Stubbs with a new episode of the How to Trade It podcast. And today we have a very special guest, a unique individual, Andrew Bustamante from Everyday Spy. Hey, Andrew, how's it going? Hey, Casey, it's going well, man. I'm glad to be here. All right. So this is a little different. So for everyone that's listening, just bear with us because I know you guys love new stuff. And we're going to talk to Andrew today, and he's a very unique guest. And so so we're going to take a different angle from what we usually do. And normally what we do is we talk to traders and we hear a lot about their, and please, if you're a past guest, don't get offended. We hear a lot about their boring history, about how they went through and became a hedge fund manager and blah, 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 blah. I actually stopped asking those questions because I started to get really bored of it. But anyhow, this is a lot different. We got Andrew, who is from the CIA and has a much different background. And he has some very key insights that he learned about risk and other things in the financial markets that we're going to draw out of him today. So, Andrew, first of all, let me ask you a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you are where you are today. Yeah, absolutely, Casey. So my name is Andrew Bustamante. I am a former covert CIA intelligence officer. What that means is I'm with CIA living and working undercover. And that's kind of a unique backstory, but it gave me some awesome insights into two things that made me passionate about getting out of CIA and serving everyday people, right? First, I understood how the human mind worked because espionage is all about stealing secrets from human beings. And the only way that you're going to be able to get the secrets out of someone who's trained not to give you secrets is to understand their psyche, essentially, better than they understand themselves. And then the second big part was we learned how to dominate our fear. We learned how to overcome fear and go and execute these sexy, exciting, but scary operations all over the world. So when I left CIA in 2014 to grow my family and to start a business, it was really important to me that I find a way to share those two elements with everyday people. And that's kind of what started Everyday Spy. It's all about giving people an unfair advantage in everyday life, because that's really what CIA gave me an unfair advantage in everyday life to go do incredible things. Okay. So I like the fair advantage thing. Some of it feels a little like cheating and I don't want to cheat. I want to level the playing field, that kind of thing. But I do know in trading, you've got to have an edge and it's very important. So one concept that has really been good for me 
and I want to just lay out my concept here. And then I want you to dwell on it because it ties into the covert information. And it's this, that in that knowledge is really valuable. And however, special knowledge is priceless. And so to lay that out, let's lay that out into trading and what that actually means. If you're buying a piece of property and the price is $100,000 and you're bidding with someone else, and so you happen to know that underneath that property is oil and the person you're bidding against does not know that, well, that gives you a huge advantage in the bidding of the property. And you would be willing to basically pay whatever it was worth, whatever it took to get that property because you knew that it would create a great deal of wealth for you. And your opponent would not know that. And trading is a lot like that as well. If you can get special information, it's absolutely priceless to your financial account. The thing is, though, how do you get special knowledge, right? And so that's what where my question ties in. So we know how valuable this is, but how does someone get special inside information? So in CIA, we talk about something super similar to your concept, man. So we have this triangle. We call it the Intel Triangle. It starts with information at the top of the triangle. And then as you go around the triangle clockwise, you go from information to intelligence to experience, experience back to information. And here's how it ties in. We're, take out the word intelligence, because what we care about in CIA is intelligence. But what everybody else cares about is special knowledge, just like you're talking about, special knowledge. So you information, the top of the pyramid, information is everywhere. Information is like we're drowning in information. Half of it's wrong. Another half of it's like right. But then even the stuff that's right, some of it's distorted, some of it's inaccurate, some of it's unproven, right? So there's tons of information and you can get it in any sort of way, but information isn't in itself valuable, but people think it is. What's actually valuable is the special knowledge, the intelligence that you get when you refine information, refine information into something that is actually tactical, that benefits you, that has a purpose. And now you have special knowledge. So the way that we do that is we take all the information that's available and we start trying to vet it, corroborate it against other sources. If somebody tells me that a restaurant is awesome, but they're the only person that tells me that a restaurant is awesome, I don't think it's great. I can't trust it. If somebody else independently comes to me and tells me that restaurant's awesome, now I've got two separate data points that gives me more information, that gives me more special knowledge about that one piece of information. And if you magnify that on a scale of whether you're talking about market information, whether you talk about business information, whether you talk about security information, in all of those areas, you can refine information into special knowledge because everybody else that you're competing against is completely satisfied to just have information. Okay, so you have to corroborate. I'm not saying that right. <laughs> Collaborate, verify. Let's use that. You have to verify from an additional source. So you hear one piece of information, and then you verify it, and then that becomes intelligence. So there's one verification process. So correct. Yeah, we have. There's all different ways to refine that intelligence. Just like refining petroleum, you refine oil from a natural resource. Information is the natural resource. You can verify information by making sure. Two pieces of information say the same thing. That's corroboration. You can also vet it, meaning vetting is where you validate the original source of the information. If a doctor says something is true and nobody else agrees with that doctor, 
If you can vet that doctor's credentials, they really do know what they're talking about. They really are an expert. You research the doctor themselves. Now you have intelligence. Everybody else might overlook that doctor because they're listening to some other doctor that they have not vetted. But when you look at the source of information and you prove that the source itself is valid, that's another way of getting special knowledge. So you could find it from two separate sources. You could vet a single source. Even more powerful, you vet two separate sources, and now you have genuine special knowledge, genuine advantage. That's really good. So I'm going to play this back to something that just popped into my head on what I read, because I like to read. Ray Dalio, he's a billionaire. He's a hedge fund manager. He wrote a book called Principles, and it came out a couple years ago, a great book. And he shared a story about how when he was diagnosed, I think, with cancer, and he has this decision-making process that he uses, which he, I forget what he calls it because it was a couple of years ago I read the book. It's a triangulation method. And so what he does is he finds three of the top experts, and he's got a lot of money so he can do this. He finds three of the most credible people that he could possibly find, and he would get their diagnosis, and then he would use those three, and he would triangulate the information and make his decision. And so he got three different doctors to give him some insight. And uh, as a result, he made some decisions off of that. And he was able to reverse his cancer without surgery and without chemo. He took some other alternative courses, but it was because of taking that step to do exactly what you're talking about. How could the trader do this for their portfolio? Yeah. So this is where it gets really interesting. Any place that you find financial information is really just one source. When you start to compile other sources, you can start looking at like, where's international news that has nothing to do with finance? Where is news that has to do with security and diplomacy and has nothing to do with finance? Now you're collecting even more sources of information. If I find something in a diplomatic journal that talks about some cutting edge diplomatic relationship between two countries, and then I also find something separate in an unrelated financial magazine talking about the potential increase in value of a business because of its relationship in a foreign country. When I tie those two things together, now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I understand this now. This stock is positioned to increase in value because of the relationship between these two countries that has never happened before. And everything is tied to happen on this date. And that's when we'll see a change in the marketplace. What the average trader is doing is just reading the financial headline that says, this stock is going to go up because of this foreign country. Well, they don't know anything else. And if they're not comfortable with that, they're not going to take the risk on. So that's the difference between special knowledge and just general information. Perfect example happened when Trump basically brokered the first diplomatic recognition of Muslim countries in the Middle East. Bahrain and the UAE became diplomatically recognized by the United States. That was massive news. That changed everything. That changed military dealings. That changed trade deals. That changed logistics supply channels between the United States and Bahrain and United Emirates. And the only way you would have known to trust that information would be to follow both international news or diplomatic news, as well as financial news. Yeah, that's, I actually had no idea until right now that happened. So I'm not plugged in onto the diplomatic news, but that actually makes a lot of sense because now there's new business deals, right? So you got to find out where these deals are, who stands to profit, which companies could possibly benefit from that. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book, 
that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. And what's fascinating is you don't have to even do the research, right? That's, this is what blows my mind about information. There's a thousand people out there already doing the research for you. All you need to do is find the people that are already doing the research, vet that they're credible, and then connect the dots. And now you have, essentially, you're following three or four experts that don't even work together necessarily, but their information all segues into this powerful piece of intelligence. In our world, we call that open source intelligence or OSINT. It is actually a secret because nobody else has put the pieces together yet. That's what makes it special knowledge. That's really good because it's not secret. So it's really all you have to do is do what other people aren't willing to do. And that's put the puzzle together. Exactly. So remember how I was telling you about this triangle, right? The top of the triangle is information. That information flows into what we call intelligence, what you and I are calling special knowledge for traders, right? But that's only two parts of the triangle. Do you remember what the third part of the triangle was? No, but I'm thinking something along the lines of an action plan. <laughs> Bam! Yeah. So the third part of the triangle is experience. Okay. Experience only happens when you take action. So now you have this information. You've cultivated the information into special knowledge. You take action on the special knowledge. And now you get even more information from your experience. Did your trade win? How much did it win? Was it as much of a win? Did it take longer to win before you thought it would take? Did it tank? Did it not work? You're getting all this experience that nobody else out there is getting because you acted on information that nobody else recognized was special knowledge. So now it's like, this is the equivalent of a trader basically getting to go at the right hand of another trader and learn their secret, learn their skills experientially, and then come back and trade by pulling the best skills out of, from the other person and then using it in their own portfolio. From that, they get more information, that information they can use to vet or corroborate with other sources. And then you see the triangle is just becomes an engine, an endless engine of special knowledge, new experience and advantage over everybody else. That's how national security works. That's good, Andrew. Thank you. Now, for the listeners, we're talking about some stuff that's pretty interesting, but there's still some homework. We're not laying it all out there for you. There's still some things that you guys have to do that are listening. You have to find places to get sources of information. You have to actually do that. We're not laying that out right now. And you also have to find credible, vetted info. And then you have to come up with the way to strategy. You have to create the strategy and the action plan. And then the follow-up system on analyzing whether your plan is working and improve as it goes on. So there's some work, some groundwork that we're laying for you right now. We're laying a foundation for the listener but you guys have to actually go out and do the work. But right now we've laid out really simple strategy 
for everyone that's listening. And just like Andrew said, most of you that are listening are not going to do that. I'd be happy to hear if one or two people that are listening actually follow through and do it. That would make me happy. So now I want to talk about something else. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, kind of on the same page, but you were talking about understanding headlines and how to read the message behind the scenes, what they're saying and then what they actually mean. Is that similar to kind of what we just talked about? Is it like a switch, like a slight adjustment from getting information or is there something different here? Yeah. So what we're specifically talking about is part of that information gathering phase, right? Part of that information gathering phase is going to read the news, whether it's financial news or industry news or diplomatic or political news, whatever it might be. You're going out there and you're reading information that's being posted in a media format. We are trained to do something where we call it reading between the headlines. You're not just reading the headlines, you're reading between the headlines. What is that message that the headline is actually saying? Because everyone else out there is just reading the headline. There's an actual systematic process to how you go about reading information, considering why the information is being presented to you at all. Because there's always an agenda behind information. Sometimes that agenda is to get you to read on so that you'll buy something at the bottom of the page. Sometimes it's just to get you to click on the link so that an ad will pop up. There's always some kind of agenda. Sometimes the agenda is just to stir up fear and anger about you know, some political party or some you know, foreign country, whatever it is. There's always an agenda behind information. If you can identify what the agenda is, you can essentially just erase, mentally you can erase anything in that article that has to do with the agenda. So a 500-word article, you identify what the purpose is, like what is the agenda of the article? You erase 300 words. All that's left is 200 high-value, interesting pieces of information in that article, right? And really, what every news story is, is it's like one key idea and then seven different forms of distraction to try to get you angry, get you scared, make you take action, make you feel guilty, right? Make you feel ashamed, whatever it is, because they want to sell you something because they want you to feel like you're not sufficient. The thing I love about talking to traders is traders know exactly what it feels like to have people tell them they're not good enough. And then they go out and prove them wrong. They're like, I can manage my own money better than you can manage my money, right? I can take risks better than you can take risks. So traders get this concept immediately. But your conventional thinker out there, when I tell them that they shouldn't trust the news, <laughs> people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, you've never heard this concept. You can't trust your liberal media. You can't trust your conservative media. Like Your media is just feeding you what they need to feed you to make you do what they want you to do. Erase their agenda, and all you've got left is special knowledge. Yeah, that's really good. So you get the agenda, right? You find that out. And now, if you understand the agenda, what do you actually need to know other than the agenda? Like, okay, they're trying. Let's use a specific example CNBC, right? One of my least favorite channels. I cannot stand it, right? <laughs> that's what all the traders listen to, but I, it makes me want to throw up. But they have an agenda, whereas they have a lot of hedge fund buddies, okay? And they will manipulate stocks, right? So once you know that's their agenda, what do you need to know other than that? <laughs> so it works like this. The agenda that you're, like, when we talk about CNBC and you talk about hedge funds manipulating stocks, Wall Street manipulating stocks, what you're specifically referencing is what's known as a deception campaign. Deception campaigns are something that in the intelligence world does all the time. And it's interesting because the financial world just borrowed the strategy from the intelligence world to do the exact same thing. 
There's a framework that makes every deception campaign predictable. This is how you use CNBC, because once you know their agenda, you know their agenda is a deception campaign. Once you understand the framework of a deception campaign, you can see through it and you know the outcome while everybody else doesn't, right? And just real quick, the three, the framework for a deception campaign is the opportunity, the attack, and the reaction. That's the framework. It's a three-step framework. The opportunity, the attack, and the reaction. It works like this. Every lie starts because there's an opportunity. The lie does not create the opportunity. The lie happens because someone wants the opportunity. Think about the last time you saw a pretty girl. Or think about the last time you saw a single friend or even a married friend who saw a pretty girl. The pretty girl is the opportunity. She's very real. She's there. She's pretty. But what do they do? The guys start to lie to try to make the opportunity interested in them. They take off their wedding ring. They say that they've got more money than they really do. They fix their hair to make it look like they actually care what they look like, right? All of those are just little lies that are happening because of the opportunity. The exact same way in the market. There's a stock that has real value, a company that has real value. There's an opportunity, a genuine opportunity. Nobody else out there, the people who see that opportunity want to take advantage of it and they want other people to lose. They want other people not to take advantage of it. So they make a lie up that gives them the advantage of taking the opportunity or they make a lie up that prevents somebody else from getting the opportunity. But they always lie because they want the opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to put this into real perspective, this actually happened just so recently. And you might have even some more insight since you had some conversations with hedge fund managers. But, you know, when COVID first came out, a famous hedge fund manager who came on at CNBC, and I think his name is Bill Ackerman, and he just said that the world was over, right? He just said that everything was done and we're all going to die. And he, we might as well just start jumping off cliffs right now. And the market tanked big time. And he started buying everything up right at that same moment. And he made billions off of that deal. And it just was a CNBC moment. They let him go and do that. And so you, most of us might say, well, okay, you know, he was scared. He was afraid. But other people would say, okay, he was on a, what do you call a deception campaign? 100%, man. He was on a deception campaign. He saw the opportunity. He told a lie. The attack happens when you fuel the fire that already exists. He already knew people were afraid. So he just came up with a lie to take advantage of an opportunity. And then he attacked the people that were already afraid with more information that stoked their fear. Because what he was really trying to achieve was the third final step. The reaction is where the riches lie. He knew if enough scared people bailed, the market was going to tank. When the market tanks, he can take advantage of the opportunity at the maximum like return rate possible. Because he's thinking about the reaction where everybody else is just reacting. That's the beauty behind a deception campaign. Whether it's Russia trying to influence our our election campaign, or whether it's China trying to influence African industrial development, or you name it, whether it's oil or rare earth or whatever, it's all about the opportunity, the lie that drives the attack. Because somebody is looking for a specific or just chaotic outcome they can take advantage of. We're taking a short two-minute break for a hand-picked message from our sponsor, DreamTrades.com. This is a special offer available only for the listeners of the How to Trade It podcast. Do you have a plan for your financial future? 
Do you have enough money for the things you need to do? I bet if you're like most people, you don't have enough money saved for retirement right now. Am I right? Well, investing in stocks may be the answer you're looking for. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts makes it super easy for beginners and those who simply just don't have the time or the desire to spend hours researching what stocks to trade. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts removes the guesswork from which stock to pick by providing you with a monthly in-depth analysis of a very high-profile stock. The research is done for you. You get in-depth research a full report each and every month. And in the last year, Dream Trades has gotten 100% return on investment for everyone following the reports. Because you're a listener of the How to Trade It podcast, we're giving you a code for $25 off a one year subscription. Check it out at dreamtrades.com. All you got to do is click on monthly alerts and use the coupon code podcast to get the $25 off. Again, Just go to dreamtrades.com and select monthly alerts, then use the coupon code podcast. Yeah, that's actually really good. So I'm not trying to take the self-righteous road, but I have a moral obligation to not participate in deception campaigns. You know, I believe that whereas you could have a deception campaign, you can have a truth campaign and also have a similar opportunity because if you're speaking truth, it's just like what we said earlier there's still an opportunity, but rather than taking advantage of the opportunity with a deception, you take advantage of it with the truth. But since I'm not going to participate in that, at least if I know what's going on, I can then still profit from it when other people are doing it. Exactly. Because you see through the campaign now, right? You're not being deceived. You see it. You see the opportunity. Oh, there's the lie. The next thing is going to be the attack. Yep, there it is, right? More information that inspires a fear-based or anger-based response. Why are they doing all this? Because they want this stock prices drop, and that's what they're going to buy. So instead of being distracted by all the deception, you're just thinking about how to profit on the reaction. Yeah, that's very good. And, you know, with trading a mindset and knowing what's happening behind the scenes is really a big part of it. And that comes with the experience. But this is great on special knowledge, just understanding what's happening behind the scenes. And with news, that's special knowledge in itself, because not too many people actually understand what's going on. Exactly right. So I've taken this whole framework, this three-step framework, where we talk about the opportunity and the attack and the reaction. And I actually have a friend who was who traded multi-billion dollar hedge fund like in accounts on Wall Street. And I went and I sat with him and I was like, hey, this is how we structure our deception campaigns at the agency. Is this anything similar to what you guys do on Wall Street when you need to basically like edge out your competition or take advantage of shaping a market? Because the agency knows that there's a strategic and national security reason why Wall Street would want to shape markets. So we have the ability to have that conversation with them directly. And the guy that I was talking to was like, yeah, let's talk about this. If you will protect my identity, I will tell you exactly how we use these two things together. So I have been able to actually marry up all three of those steps with exactly how they play out in Wall Street, just like you were talking about with the CNBC example. It is amazing to see it's such a powerful strategy that it is at play in foreign countries, in national security in the U.S., in the intelligence sector, in the finance sector. It's just that predictable. Wow, that's really good. So I think everyone that's listening has a lot of things to consider. You know, just think about what we're talking about and write some notes down. How are you going to apply this? How are you going to use these skills that we've just taught you, that Andrew's taught you, to really take advantage of it and help you when you're trading? 
So Andrew, I want to hit one more topic here while I've got you, and that is the topic of risk. I know that you've learned a lot about that in your career, and it's probably the most important thing that traders need to learn. And if you're a trader and you're fearful, you're not going to do very well. And also at the same time, if you're a trader and you're just really heavy on risk, you're not going to do well either. So what type of risk concepts have you learned in your career? Yeah, absolutely. So risk is such a fascinating concept because there's something that you don't often hear about called risk tolerance. You'll hear people talk about managing risks and limiting risks, but there's a concept out there called risk tolerance. Risk tolerance is like a muscle. It's like your palate for wine. You can improve your risk tolerance your ability to take a risk. It's a trainable thing. It's just a cognitive reaction, right? And the way that you get there is by understanding that risk is really a tied to fear. If you don't have fear, then you don't feel risk. Nobody feels like they're taking a risk when they go make a couple of eggs in the morning because you're not afraid of the eggs. If you feel like there's nothing to eat for breakfast, then you will feel fear that, well, what if I don't have enough energy in the afternoon? Or what if I fall asleep? That's where the risk starts to set in. You're like, oh, should I risk not eating? Or should I eat like whatever, peanut butter and jelly sandwich? But the point is, risk has to do with fear. So if you want to defeat risk, you have to understand fear. And CIA teaches us the anatomy of fear. And fear has a very simple, very basic anatomy. It all starts with an external stimulus, something outside that triggers a fear response in you as an individual. Everybody has a different fear response. Some people are afraid of spiders. Some people are afraid of snakes. Some people are afraid of clowns. Who knows, right? But a stimulus triggers the response. Now, once it hits your brain, once that stimulus hits your brain, there are two, it does two things at the same time, Casey. This is fascinating. It goes through three different cortexes in your brain, and it comes all the way through to a biophysical reaction, right? Heart palpitations, sweat heavy breathing, right? That's one thing it does. Three different cortexes in the brain. At the exact same time, it takes a shortcut through one cortex, one cognitive area of the brain, the amygdala, and then it also goes back to your biophysical response. So the reason that you can be scared immediately and then in the same instance have sweaty palms and heavy breathing is because it went the shortcut. It went just through the amygdala right to the center of your physiological response. The other side, the one that's taking the three different cortexes, it's still en route. Like it takes time to go through those cortexes because this is logical thought. When you have stimulus, fear response, there's a logical response and an emotional response. The emotional response is much faster because it's automatic. When you understand that anatomy, all you have to do is understand, I just have to interrupt my emotional response. If you interrupt your emotional response, All that's left is the logical response more often than not is going to come back and tell you this isn't a real risk, right? Here's the real thing that you might lose. Here's the not real things that you would have lose. So it's all about interrupting the emotional response. And the way that you do that is by increasing your risk tolerance. You basically say, this feels uncomfortable, but that's okay. That's my emotional response. Let me go ahead and live in this uncomfortable space for a second and see what happens when logic catches up. Yeah. and so. In trading terms, it causes you to make really bad decisions, right? So that emotion kicks in, right? You take a trade, and then all of a sudden, you're immediately down, okay? And the emotion kicks in, and you're like, oh, man. And you close that trade, and then it goes straight up, and you just lost a lot of money. Or, you know, you don't want to take a loss, and so you add to the position, and then it keeps going down, 
and then you ended up losing everything. And so understanding the emotional side of it is truly critical because then you can follow through with your plan. Right. And the biology, the reason I find the biology so fascinating is because the real difference from trader A to trader B is less about what they are trading and more about how much tolerance they have to fight that emotional response. They could be trading the exact same stocks with the exact same money at the exact same time. And if one of them has a higher risk tolerance, they will see a significant difference in the outcome because they're letting their cognitive logical brain dictate their plan instead of abandoning everything because of the amygdala spiking their fear response to an outside stimulus. And then they either panic and bail or they panic and pour. In both cases, they lose. Right. And so with me and fear and trading, one of the ways that I look at it, and I don't know if this ties into your training at all, but I look at it as control. And so control is actually not real. There are things that we can control, but there are also things that we cannot control. And I know that I can control when I enter the market. I know I can control when I exit the market. That's the only things that I can control. I cannot control what happens inside of the market once I'm in, right? And so you just have to let that go. And all I can control is if I follow my own process or not. Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. Correct. Yeah, exactly right. And because while control is something that is elusive, predictability is not. People are predictable. Institutions are predictable. And because of that, outcomes are predictable. So if you build a process that gives you a predictable outcome, trust the freaking process. Like it's giving you a predictable outcome. No matter what your emotional response is, you trust the predictable process. Right. Yeah, that's really good. So speaking of fear, what is some of your greatest fears that you've had to deal with and or still dealing with? Yeah. So there's a concept that we teach or that I teach with Everyday Spy called foundational fear, right? Everybody has a foundational fear. In espionage, it's important to understand that foundational fear because it's your greatest weakness, but it is also everybody else's greatest weakness. So if you want to gain that unfair advantage, which I know you're uncomfortable with the unfair advantage, I am extremely comfortable talking about unfair advantage. (laughs) I better watch my back. (laughs) But if you want to gain that unfair advantage, it's really just a matter of understanding your own foundational fear and then identifying your opponent's foundational fear. I'm very open about mine. My biggest fear in the world, brother, straight up, I don't get to see my kids grow up. That is my biggest. That is my foundational fear. Every day, every decision, every opportunity I pursue, every risk I take because I want to do everything in my power to prevent that fear from taking place. I want to see my children grow up. It is the thing that drives me. If I don't see them grow up for any reason, maybe they don't want to have anything to do with me. Maybe I pass away early. Maybe they pass away early. I don't care. It's all the same outcome. I don't get to see them grow up. 
That is my foundational fear. So that is what drives me to do what I do. When I identify the foundational fear of somebody else, now all of a sudden that makes them predictable. If you want to predict my every decision, Casey, all you have to do is ask yourself, here's the decision Andy has to make. Which one of these takes him further away from the fear of not seeing his children? And if you can answer that question, you will predict my every move. What do you think is a better motivator, fear or vision? I would always gamble on positive things as motivators, right? So vision is a way more powerful motivator than fear. And here's why. Because if you are motivated to do something, it means that you have a natural inclination to want to do it. If someone gives you a vision that you pursue, that inspires you to put more energy into it. When someone uses fear against you, all you want to do is escape the fear. Once you're free from the fear, you don't want to go any further, right? So one of them is something that inspires you to move forward. The other one is one that inspires you to simply avoid. I want to be inspired to move forward. I would take vision 100% of the time. Is the CIA involved in fear tactics to motivate people? Everybody's involved in fear tactics. So here's a really cool CIA lesson, right? The CIA makes a hard distinction between two different words, motivate and manipulate. When you want to manipulate someone, you use fear because manipulating is something very tactical, very specific. It's very short lived, but it's valuable, right? We see this happen in the market all the time. They manipulate prices to drive a response. And because of that manipulation, nobody trusts them ever again. Right? You don't trust the people who you find out lied to you, but you always suspect that they might lie to you again. So that's manipulation. Motivation is just like what you were saying. When someone brings you a piece of truth that you can build a truth campaign on, that person inspires you with their vision. And now all of a sudden, you want to keep following that person because you are investing in their vision and they are investing in you positively through motivation, not manipulation. Yeah, that's really good. So in closing and tying up the show, really good stuff, super entertaining and useful and actionable tips. So thank you. What is your motivation with Everyday Spy? What's your vision there? Why do you do what you do? So Everyday Spy is my way of giving back what I got from CIA. CIA changed my life. They changed the way I looked at the world. They changed the way I deal with people. My wife is former CIA. I met my wife at the agency. We operated together around the world undercover. We have two amazing children that we raise like nobody else raises their kids because our kids are being raised by two ex-spies. I feel bad for them. But my point is that life change, I want to give that to everybody. But here's the other thing that CIA taught me. Not everybody who hears a message will learn from that message. So I tell people all the time with Everyday Spy, my mission is to tell everybody the truth the facts, but not all who listen will learn. That's okay with me because those who listen and those who learn are the ones who will go on to be successful and powerful people in this world. And when they take the knowledge I give them and they become experts in their field, they become super wealthy, they become politically powerful, the world becomes a better place. If I don't tell them the truth, someone else is going to tell them some lie and they're going to power and build wealth based on a lie. And that could let them down at some point in the future. If I let them down, if I let them get lied to, then my children don't have as bright a future as if I invest myself in people with truth. So my vision and mission is give an unfair advantage to the good people out there who are going to do great things for the world so that my family is safe long after I can support them and keep them safe. 
Well, that's really great. That's fantastic. Good work. So you, since Everyday Spy can help anybody, you also realize that it's very useful for traders. Hence, that's why you're on the trading show. You have something special that you could offer for traders right now, a little package that you put together. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how they can get access to it? Yeah, absolutely. So just like today, Casey, you and I talked about a deception campaign. We talked about how deception campaigns are built in the intelligence world and how they are transitioned, how they are basically transcribed verbatim into the finance world. So I have taken that concept and I have partnered with multiple other former spies from Russia, former spies from the United States, experts with that are on Wall Street. And I have taken this concept and I call it shadow lessons. We are all people who live in the shadow and we have developed this curriculum, these lessons that are specific to how traders and how people who are looking to beat Wall Street can outsmart these deception campaigns through using spy skills. So Shadow Lessons is my private collection of interviews with these intelligence specialists all about how you outsmart the finance market and make money when other people lose money. And I'm offering Shadow Lessons to traders who want to make that difference that I talk about when they visit everydayspy.com forward slash CIA. EverydaySpy.com forward slash CIA. I'm offering my Shadow Lessons private interviews at 50% off right now to anybody who goes there from the trading world, from your podcast, Casey, because I know the people who want to go there are out to make a difference in their life. They're out to make the world a better place for my children and for their own legacy. That is something I want to support. And I don't want cost to be an option. I don't want cost to be a barrier. So for $24.99, I'm offering my entire private collection of shadow lessons to anyone who visits everydayspy.com forward slash CIA. Well, I've always heard it said, and I agree that the, one of the best investments you can make is investing in yourself. And this is an investment in yourself and getting some real special knowledge. So if you're listening, just go to everydayspy.com forward slash CIA. If you're on a computer or on your phone, you can actually pull up the show notes and just click it because it'll be in the links. And I highly recommend you go check it out and get access to these special interviews from people that are not real available anywhere else. So it may, just that in itself makes it special because Andrew's connections are connections that you and I couldn't get, right? And he's sharing that. <laughs> I read another book called Who Luck. That wasn't the name of the book, but the concept was Who Luck. It's the people that you have been fortunate enough to run across your path to help you. Right. And so Andrew's had some who luck with some of the people that he's met and he's able to share that with us. So, Andrew, thank you. It was great having you. Thanks, Casey, man. This was a blast. I love having opportunities to teach spy skills to people, man. So thank you for having me. And, and I can't wait to see your folks succeed. All right. So that's it for this episode. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. 
We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time. Mm